Hey, listener. First Encounter is an explicit podcast by grownups for grownups. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Did you know that First Encounter has joined a collective? The Spill Potion Collective is a nerdy and independent arts collective formed to support indie creators while promoting community, inclusion, and the drive to grow and improve. Go to SpillPotion.com to learn more. <laughs> well, Chris, here we are back in Fort Condor. Did we stream Fort Condor? Yeah. <laughs> Did anyone watch that that wasn't a friend of ours? I don't ours? think so, no. Did our friends watch that? I don't think so. <laughs> That's fair. Let me in your fort. Is it record? Has it been recording this whole time? No, just for the past just five now. minutes. Okay. Uh, can I have a beer, please? <laughs> no. You fucking ungrateful host. I made you a star, and this is how you treat me? Wait, let me see if it'll make a noise. Oh, that's a good gun. That was awful. Here's this one. Wait, I gotta do another one. Are you gonna smash this one? Yeah. That was not... <sighs> Welcome to the first encounter... Patrol Unit Squad, Industrial Alpha Unit 1. First Encounter stands for... What is what does FIRST stand for? Give me the, the words to the acronym. Fellows in response to storytelling. <laughs> well, that's going on the website now. Got to put that <laughs> under the title. Perfect. Hey! Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing okay. You know what we could do, actually, is because these are glass, we could clink them. Oh, I'm going to let me bring my microphone over here for the clinking. I was expecting it to shatter. No joke. That would be fucking hilarious. Oh, I'm sure my wife would love two broken beer bottles that are full all, <laughs> all over the floor. That sounds genius. I love what you're saying. Yeah. But I'm going to have to ask you to stop. Okay. Because we got a promo to play. Do we? From our friends at Final Fan TV. Final Fan TV, you say? Yeah. Well, I would love to hear it. Well, take us away. Click. Take me away. Chris, how do I change the tape in the VCR? <laughs> is it? Is it? All right. Oh, you got to take the cassette out. Oh, okay. I got it. Okay. All right. Pressing play now. Click. Click. Hello, everyone. This is Daniel Hofflich. I run the Final Fantasy Entertainment and Podcast Network, Final Fan TV. When this fantastic episode of First Encounter is over, perhaps you could tune in to Final Fan TV and to our two weekly shows, Final Podcast, where we spotlight and interview Final Fantasy developers, voice actors, and community members. And then Final Forecast, where we look ahead at the future of our beloved franchise and discuss news, rumors, and make our own wild predictions and conjecture. Head to FinalFanTV.com for links to find us on social media your favorite podcast services youtube and twitch channels that's pretty much anything.com slash final fan tv i look forward to you joining us and if you do drop a comment and say you discovered us through first encounter podcast back to you chris and haney mm. what's you drinking uh, it's a mountain ale by shed brewery you ever had this before i don't think so it looks kind of familiar but i think i would have recognized this taste because it's delicious this is one of my favorite winter drinks. Mm. The taste of it is very robust. I feel like is a good way to describe it. It's not something you would drink on like a hot day in middle of August. You know, this is mm. definitely like a 
oh, it's zero degrees out and there's three feet of snow on the ground, but I still want a beer. Like, let's have this. Yeah. So I believe this is a brown ale. Um, yes, it is. I think I've had Shed, but I haven't had this before. Mm. It's really good, though. I believe they have a couple ones, but I feel like they're often overlooked in terms of like craft beer from the area. So yeah, I was uh, I was grocery shopping the other day and uh, saw it in the store and I was like, hey, this will taste good. Yeah, very nice. So I uh, snagged one. What have you been up to lately, Chris? Still editing? How's that going? It's going okay. It's um, interesting to edit podcasts that aren't the first encounter because it highlights everything that we're doing. I'm not going to say wrong. Different. Different. I like different. Different is correct. Um, if you're not aware of our editing process, dear listeners... We play the game. Dear listeners, I'm right there with you. I'm also not aware of our editing process. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, like, we play the game and record that whole thing. And then we talk through it and record our talk through. We have done that. So that's like a total of four hours that we're editing down. Yep. And the other stuff I'm editing down is like 50 minutes. Yeah. Editing. I don't know. Getting ready for some cool stuff. Doing some stuff with Spilled Potion. We have a newsletter now. That's cool. You should definitely go to www.spilledpotion.com and sign up for our newsletter. There is a pop-up that will come up on screen. Just put your first name and your email address in there and we will not sell it. We will not spam your inbox. You'll only get Spilled Potion related news on a semi-regular basis. Semi-regular being once a month. Yeah, it's far enough between where we're not going to be a nuisance. We don't want to be a nuisance. We just want to be your friend. Yeah. And the other reaches out, sees how you're doing every once in a while. Gives you the finger guns. Walking by. I hope everyone can wink. hear that noise and immediately see me doing finger guns, even if they don't know what I look like on this audio <laughs> podcast medium. Well, don't look us up. I wouldn't want you, dear listeners, to change your uh, mental impression of me just being a massive hunk of... I believe the most polite way I've ever heard someone describe your physique is twink. I don't know that we've kept that in the past episode, but sure, I have sure been described that way. <laughs> was that when we read whoever submitted the listener survey? Yeah, it was the only response to a survey we've had. <laughs> oh. Don't know if that survey's still there. What have you been up to? What are you doing? Oh, uh, you know, got to take some time for myself for a little bit. Now I'm kind of just getting back into the uh, first encounter spilled potion kind of workflow, trying to figure out what needs to be done, have my task list, executing on my tasks. And uh, yeah, I haven't been doing a ton. I've been watching the CBS All Access uh, Stand miniseries, which I really like. I'm looking for a new game to pick up, and I think I found the winner today. Was it Assassin's Creed? It is not Assassin's Creed. I'm so sorry, Eric and Ryan from (laughs) Tales from the Cartridge. Um, That is on the list still, but I think they'll approve because it is... Hades. (laughs) Hades. <laughs> oh, excellent. Um, I'm actually kind of excited for you. That game looks like cute as hell art-wise, and uh, I think it's available on the Switch, so I can uh, play it comfy yeah. in my living room. Would you like to talk about our grind time in Final Fantasy VII today? Beautiful. Nailed it. Good transition. Got him. So last episode, we left Cloud in Medeal. We left Tifa in Medeal. Carrying for Cloud. Caring for a cloud. So we started today's episode by trying to just get our bearings and figure out where we uh, needed to go. So I remembered that there were two locations that were given to us last episode, and uh, I was just trying to figure out where to head. So the one I remember was Coral, and the one I didn't remember, I didn't remember until later (laughs) when someone explicitly said it. 
so we headed over to uh, the Gold Saucer, thinking that, oh, now that I have a sweet airship, I can just dock with the Gold Saucer, if you will, and yeah. uh, don't need to go through the nonsense of uh, navigating to it on a rail car from Coral. Yeah. Turns out that's wrong still. So um, zoomed around the map a little bit. I was like, well, all right, so this is the Gold Saucer. Let's go find Coral. There's a little mountain cave over there I want to explore that I don't think we've been in, but... We'll do that another day when Chris isn't breathing down my neck to get something he can work with for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, we touched down outside of Coral and decided to head in. Inside, we talked to just a handful of people, kind of checked out the shops again. Please buy something. Anything will do. Purchase! <laughs> <laughs> buy my wares. I, I, I don't need this man's garbage. What do you got? If you want to survive, then you're going to need some of my weapons. Don't no, think I do. these are all terrible. All right. North Coral is where I need to go, right? Oh, I remember this now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is where I fucking killed the fucking Phoenix with the... Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that was bad. They gave us kind of the... Oh, yeah, Shinra's up at the reactor looking for huge materia. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Not worried about it. Yeah, so we got kind of the gist of it. We didn't talk to everyone in the village. We're like, all right, let's just get this over with. So headed up to North Coral and uh, made our way over to the reactor. Didn't take very long to get there. Had a couple encounters. Fought a bomb, kind of. It blew up on us. I was going to say, I didn't really get a fight on it. It's <laughs> first move, it used detonate. So I was like, all right, well, goodbye. Yep. That's fine. You ready to watch the dream team at work, Chris? All right, leading with a limit break, I see. Oh. Oh, well. Goodbye. All right. How are we all doing? Well. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so we make our way over to the uh, old abandoned reactor, except it doesn't look uh, super abandoned anymore. All the lights are on. There's a couple of guards stationed around it, and there's uh, rail cars that are leaving from it. Uh, we make our way over to the guards, and they recognize us, unfortunately. Uh, at this part, we are playing as Sid, Barrett, and Kate Sith aces really hey you should use kate sith more he's really fucking powerful no, i'm good actually no? we're gonna learn who kate sith is in today's episode that's my goal it's just a demonic entity that's taken over a stuffed animal why did i get a preemptive attack on them they literally saw us walking at them couldn't tell you <laughs> someone's napping oh it said that actually well, I mean, that's on brand yeah, yeah. yeah i get it that's that makes sense we're good we confront the guards after they recognize us, and uh, somehow, though, we get a back attack in, which was very funny because they, like, shout at us and see us coming, and then we're in a fight, and they're facing the other way, and I was like, well, that's not how this works. They and turned around to holler at the guys who are still in the reactor. It's them! That's actually not a bad hypothesis. <laughs> it's I'll the only it. one I can come up Literally with. Literally the only way that that could happen. So uh, we spank these puppies, put them to bed. Sing a lullaby. Send them on their way. Yeah. So we see the cart full of the huge materia jettison out of the reactor away from us at high speed. Barrett is like, shit, what are we going to do? Like, we got to catch it. And Sid's like, hold on, I got an idea. Runs inside the reactor. You get like just a pause for a couple minutes while there's some clanging inside. And then he just comes out riding a choo-choo. What a delight. Sid, I got this high wind. Oh, it's perfect. He comes out, gets everyone on his choo-choo, and then we learned how to drive a train. Hey, do you know who I am? I'm Sid. That's who the hell I am. Now just let me handle it. I'm just letting him handle it. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
please tell me what's about to happen is about to happen. Just say yes. Yes. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> motherfucking choo-choo. Train time, motherfucker. If this episode isn't called Conductor Sid, I don't want to be involved in this podcast anymore. Listener, you know how much I love me a train of a time. We get a countdown where Sid tells us we, he thinks we have about 10 minutes to catch up to the... So is that why you weren't concerned about the countdown? Is because you thought it was purely for catching up to the train? Mm-hmm. So that countdown was how long you have until it crashes into Coral. Yeah, yeah. So we get a short tutorial on this minigame, how to operate the train. And it's basically just alternating a directional pad and a, a button to make the train accelerate. Choo-choo, Sid. <laughs> How can they even drive this? Don't ask me. I don't know. What? <laughs> don't worry. I can handle this. Two levers, one on the right, one on the left. Just alternate the two levers up and down, right? Judging from the enemy speed, I'd say it'll take about 10 minutes. We're going to fly. Hold on tight. Uh, trains are easy. Am I just like trying to pump it as fast as I can? Here we go. Vroom, 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 vroom. Train time. Do I have to do this for a full 10 minutes? Yeah. What do you want? Not that. I am pumping like I've never pumped before. It took me all of 20 seconds to catch up to the train. And I was like, oh, I got nine minutes left. This is perfect. <laughs> Did it. No problem. Countdown didn't stop, though. No. And then I had to uh, pirate style board their train. And their train is made up of a handful of carts linked together. And every time you jump onto a cart and then move forward, you have an, an encounter. And... The encounters that we had started off pretty chill, like uh, just a group of some Materia-y beasties or Mako beasties, I think. Um, Beastie boys? <laughs> Mom, you're just <laughs> jealous. It's the Mako boys. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> um, as you progress down the train cars, uh, jumping across the tops, they get progressively harder. The fight where we have to go against a mechanical bird-like thing with guns for wingtips. Yeah, gun bird. That got pretty aggressive in some spots. So, how's your train time going? Good. Love it. Yeah? Is yeah. this what you wanted? I mean, it's not not what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. What is that thing? Uh, That's a pretty sweet design, I have yeah, to say. Yeah, it looks um, a little bit like... If Lugia was a mech. If Lugia was made of guns, it would be that. Oh, those are those are guns. Yeah, that's why I said if Lugia was made of guns. Can't help but notice that the countdown's at three minutes now. Yeah, it's getting there. I don't I don't think it's I wouldn't worry about no, it. No, no, I think it's perfectly okay. Oh. Hmm. So that's something you'll have to remember that you will not remember at all. What's that? Sid has Reflect Ring, so any magic that casts on him is going to bounce to the other side. That includes healing magic. Yeah, interesting. So after we fight our way to the front of the cart, there is a singular Shinra soldier steering the thing. We get into a fight. It wasn't much. Threw him off the train. Just absolutely murdered him. After we kill him, though, I believe it was Barrett was like, wait, how are we going to steer this thing? We killed the conductor. Yep. And Sid's like, ah, now I got this. How hard can it be? So to stop the train from just absolutely killing everyone in Coral Village by crashing into it, you have to just button mash in the correct <laughs> order to get the train to stop. My controller stopped working at this point. There was like a whole bunch of things just flashing across the screen. It was just a mess. What are you going to do? We killed the engineer. 
the timer is still ticking I down. know already. Just shove and sit tight. If we keep this up, we'll crash right into North Coral. You got two minutes, dude. Make this count. Let's see. If we use the levers alternately to accelerate, it should stop if we move the levers up or down simultaneously. Left lever up. Directional button up. Directional button down. Right lever up. Menu. Hey, it's not working. Uh, wait. The other way. Fuck. Hmm. Hey, hey, hey. No, don't. You're speeding up the train is what's happening. So you got to do it the other direction that you're trying to do it in. I'm trying. Look, you're supposed to do them both at the same time down, right? Oh, good. Well, the game's frozen. Did I get it? I fixed it. How did... What? What the fuck? Wait a minute. Received key item. Huge What materi. the fuck just happened? Somehow, though, managed to successfully stop the train at the absolute last second. Yeah, I'm not sure about this. Because in game terms, it was Barrett screaming at Sid... Because you're speeding up the train. Like, yeah, it was getting was going way faster. Fast. Yeah, and, like, the animation's getting faster. Like, crazy fast. Yeah. But somehow managed to stop it. I mean, it's just really just... I think I would call it a pro-gamer move, is what I pulled. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, managed to stop that train right before Coral and disembark. And something kind of sweet happens here, which is we're seen as heroes for stopping the Shinra from, you know, hurting this village even further than it has. And it seems like they might have re-accepted Barrett a little bit this time, uh, as opposed to last time when they all jumped him. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... We also got the huge materia. Yeah, what was the huge materia? It's a big materia. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, all right. It's a big materia. We got the huge materia. And then uh, as a reward, that kid from all the way back in uh, episode 13, I believe, who was like real into his well shiny object. You remember him. Fished it out and gave us his shiny object, which turned out to be something called the ultimate materia. Just some rock. I haven't gotten to use it yet, but I equipped it to Sid linked to all. So we'll see what that does. <laughs> That's purely for Chris and listeners to determine if that was a good move on my part. I did it while Chris was in the bathroom. Aren't you the ones that stopped the Shinra train? The Shinra were just about to destroy our lives again. Might be full of junk, but this is the only home we got, Barrett. Of course, we're all born and raised in the coal mines. No matter how tough it gets, our hearts burn bright red like coal. To hell with Meteor. We're coal miners, aren't we? We'll dig a deep tunnel and hide from the Meteor. That's it. Hey, kid. How about giving something to these guys fighting the Shinra? Give me that thing from your well. <laughs> You're all... <laughs> give me your shiny thing from the well. Hey! <laughs> I got it out of the well. An amazing rock. Okay. Received the Ultima Materia. What is that? Probably nothing good. I already talked to the inn's owner. Today you can rest for free. Huzzah! Hey, they don't hate Barrett anymore. Making progress. Yeah. I like progress. I'm a progressive guy. Progressive auto insurance. You know, it's also progressive. The Spilled Potion Collective. <laughs> so we get back on the high wind and uh, talk to, I believe it was Kate Sith, who was like, yeah, the two places that they're looking for huge materia are in uh, Coral and Fort Condor. And I was like, oh, that's right. Wait a minute. In case it's not Kate Sith and it's actually Barrett who tells you that, I need you to do it for Barrett as well. Go. Say the exact same thing, but as Barrett. No. <laughs> so Barrett, Barrett. So someone tells us on the high wind. What a nightmare. So someone on the high wind, one of the uh, party members, tells us uh, that Shinra was looking for huge materia in Coral and Fort Condor. 
What's next? Shall we head for Fort Condor? Thanks, Sid. Yes. <laughs> yeah! Shall we take off? Yeah, we're taking off! Ugh, I can't believe we took off together. <laughs> Let's see, if I was a Fort Condor, I believe I'd be in the lower part of this continent. Hey, that's an ocean, not a continent. Chris, That's Junon Harbor. I'm going to go back to Junon Harbor and just chill. I want you to tell our listeners how I just flew and navigated correctly, directly to Fort Condor. You know we're not telling them that, I right? Know. That's fair. <laughs> we don't want to ruin your image. <laughs> We've carefully cultivated it over the entire series. I have to make Chris admit on microphone that I got there immediately in a straight line without any direction, and it was very impressive. He did pretty good. It was fine. <laughs> So we beelined for Fort Condor, and uh, we haven't talked about Fort Condor on the podcast before, but Chris and I did a stream many, many months ago where we did the Fort Condor mini mission. So I was already mostly familiar with what to do in this area. You know, we talked to the guy at the entrance who's like, oh, we're at war with the Shinra. We need your help. They're trying to get up to the top of the reactor and disturb the Condor up there. Any minute now, this will be a battlefield against Shinra. You'd better get down before you get involved. Shinra? The hell are those jackasses doing here? It appears you have a problem with the Shinra too. After all, you climbed up here. Why not listen to what I have to say for a moment? All right, talk on. Do you know what's at the top of this mountain? No matter how you look at it, that's a reactor. And on top of it, is that the condor? I can see you're very perceptive. Yes, it's a reactor and a condor. Looks like there's a special materia up in the Mako reactor. Then came the Condor, so Shinra dispatched the troops to get rid of it. Their plan is to get rid of the Condor and the people on this mountain, and to get the materia from the Mako reactor. Unfortunately, we don't have the ability to fight Shinra ourselves. As our sponsor, you can help us with a contribution or by fighting alongside of us. What do you think? You want to join us in our fight? Hey, we'll come to the rescue. I don't think any of that was Barrett's voice. So we did a little minor exploration of Fort Condor, but again, we've already been here. We've already done this. Uh, I think I did end up buying a couple of new materia. We sure did see that all materia you could buy, but sure did pass it all up. Yeah, meh, whatever. We make our way uh, up to kind of the shed at the top of Fort Condor, and we have to just talk to a guy who's like, oh, we need your help, but you have to use your own gill and buy your own supplies and hire your own soldiers and... What are they fucking here for? I have no idea. They're like, we've been fighting the Shinner for all these years. And with what? what? It's me, your sponsor. I don't want to do this again. <laughs> so shall I let you in on our strategy? The enemy has targeted our mountain reactor and will be climbing to reach it. We must set a trap and hire soldiers to protect the place. This village doesn't have any money. Even if we wanted to fight, we can't because we're broke. <laughs> we need 400 gil to hire one soldier. We need to ask you to use your own money to hire these soldiers. Buy the equipment, set it up, and give the commands. We sent our wives and children to another village, but we're resigned to stay. That's selfish. <laughs> Super selfish. After we talk to this guy, he explains how we do this crazy mini game. And we kind of just hopped into it. Chris, I need you to explain the minigame because it is just bonkers weird for me. It's just Age of Empires. If you've played how, Age of Empires. <laughs> how dare you? First off. So, okay. It's a strategic minigame where you're hiring and placing different soldiers to intercept the Shinra troops that are climbing the mountain. 
So basically, you place down soldiers, you tell them where to stand, you know, you tell them where to go during the minigame. How did I do, in your opinion? <laughs> I mean... I mean, I lost the minigame, I just won the fight at the top. <laughs> yeah. Um, you didn't... <sighs> Talk to me. You definitely got swarmed. Yeah. I do take offense to your strategy. Which is? Which is putting a lot of falling rock traps... And then instead of putting people behind them to like fire at any guys who are approaching the rock traps or putting people in front of the rock traps to block the invaders from them, you just sent everyone off on their own. To but they just do that. Like if you tell them to attack, they just start walking, even the archers. And I'm just like, don't do that. Like you have a bow, like stop. But when you send them to attack, they're going to go toward the target. So you have to have them just like wait mm. for the enemies to. It's fine. It's fine. Listen, you did it. I it was know. beautiful. You nailed it. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> All right. Fighter, attacker, defender, shooter, repair, worker, stoner. <laughs> Fire catapult. Yes, please. Then I'll put another catapult down here. Okay. All right. This is a unique strategy. Can you describe to me what the plan is here? Yeah. Just trying to not let them get up here. Okay. Okay. I love it. Have they started coming up yet or not yet? No, no. They won't start coming until you're done this. Okay. They won't start coming and they don't stop coming? What do you think of my... Uh... This is excessive is what I think. All right. How do I uh, finish? Do I actually have to do anything? This is probably my favorite minigame out of all of them. It's really not that bad. I actually remember enjoying it quite a lot. I don't remember you enjoying it quite a lot. No? I feel like you're fibbing. Am I? I don't think I've ever fibbed before. Ah. Uh, hey. Yeah. How did that happen? That's bullshit. <laughs> Why are they fucking so much stronger than me? Holy shit. Oh, well, it's rock, paper, scissors, right? Is it? You might want your, uh, okay. Hmm? I was gonna say your archer to retreat. Well, that's fine. He died. Yes. Uh-oh. What is that warning? There's too many on the hill. You gotta start killing them faster. I can't. They won't die. It'd be cool if they died a lot faster. Obviously, they swarmed the shed at the top, and we have to get into a fight. It was fine. It wasn't that bad. I murdered the monster. It was a Mako beast. It was fine. After you stop the Shinra from approaching, there's a reaction, I guess is the best way to say it, at the top of the reactor. So there's an egg guarded by a giant condor. The egg starts hatching and it kind of engulfs the condor that's up there and just kind of explodes into a bright white light. The condor dies and falls, it seems, and a little chick is born. Um... Can I interest you in a phoenix? Is that a dead condor? Huh. Th that light just now. The condor. The egg. What? Would you go outside and see what it was? I feel like everyone would be absolutely fucking just running to see that. Give me this. Give me this materia. Yeah, phoenix materia. That's like a cross between a chocobo and a Kate Sith. I kind of love it. Goodbye. Goodbye, old friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we could be here for that. <laughs> All right. See ya. Well, that was fun. Wasn't it, though? Yeah, my favorite part of the entire gameplay of today was going back up to the viewing window after and then just seeing a broken egg and nothing else. And I was like, well, that's a lot less magical now. The beauty of nature. I love it. Love to see it. So we make our way out of Fort Condor. And at this point, I really don't have a direction. So I start talking to people inside the ship. And I don't remember who it was, but someone says there was a third location. Oh, what was it? And I started racking my brain. And I was like, where's a reactor that we know exists, but we haven't been to yet? 
and I got an idea. So I beelined it to Junin Harbor. Got there. Got there. It was great. Nailed it. Awesome. See ya, nerds. Good luck with the Shinra. I'm sure it's fine. Oh, here's Materia. Is that Coral, Fort Condor, and... I'm sure there was another place that had it. Where where was that? All right, Chris, I have an idea. We're going to go get that big, huge, large last materia. Are you ready? Yeah. Where are we headed? Don't raise your eyebrows at me. Forgot how many shops there were in Junon Harbor. Welcome. I just can't believe it. I never thought a monster like weapon really existed. <laughs> what a noise. Ooh, heal. What is heal magic? Uh, remove status afflictions. That's fucking great. Why don't I have that? Uh, what? <laughs> the dog growled at me. <laughs> I just imagine the way Sid runs. He just screams the entire time. Like, Nyeh! We went to Junon Harbor's lower village. We bribed an officer to give us a ride in the elevator up to like the Shinra headquarters at the top of Junon Harbor, where the cannon is. Um, talked to some people about weapons impact on the area. But... No matter what, we still couldn't get into the reactor. It's still guarded. Our forces are in the process of gathering the huge materia from the Coral and Fort Condor reactors. Once these two missions are complete, the underwater reactor will be our next target. I knew it. Can I? Can Excuse I, me. Can I please get through? Hmm. So I was not right. Only authorized personnel are allowed past this point. You know too, right? About Junon Navy's important classified information. A new submarine has almost been completed using Shinra's top technology. You should probably be fired. Immediately. So, not really entirely sure what to do at this point. Um, I decided to head back to talk to Cloud and Tifa back in Medeal mm. to see if maybe we needed to just have a conversation to trigger... Where we need to go next. Um, there was also a moment where we're talking to, I believe it was Red 13, who's on the ship, who says, hey, we should go visit Cloud and Tifa just from time to time. So beelined our way back to Medeal. And that's where Chris said, hey, good job. <laughs> Save the game and turn it off. That's where we're stopping today. Yeah. And that was this episode of First Encounter. Chris, how are you feeling? Um, feeling okay. Feeling okay? Yeah. I mean, I know this episode wasn't the most action-packed for you. Yeah, I definitely wanted to keep going, but I definitely know that like you have to walk the line of, okay, you can get through an hour and a half to two hours of gameplay, but if you get to this next part, you're going to have to long haul it for another two hours at least. So. Yeah, yeah. A little bummed out that we didn't get much in the way of good, good in this episode, but we definitely got to the story progression. So. We got good, good materia. We did get good. I'm actually really excited to uh, see what the ultimate materia does. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. And also see what the Phoenix summon looks like. Where would you rank Phoenix on your uh, summons? Uh, let's see. I really like Bahamut. I really like Neo Bahamut. Neo Bahamut, I think, is my favorite summon. Neo Bahamut's great. It's probably Neo Bahamut, then Odin. Odin's great, too. And then either Bahamut or Phoenix, I think. Oh, cool. So it's it's up yeah, there. Yeah, it's pretty high up there. I like Titan just because he's a big, beefy boy who like crushes yeah. people. Titan's great. I like Kujata a lot. Yeah, he's really cool. Very relatable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> same. Hard same. But it was a fun episode, though. Like, I had a really good time just, like, yeah. getting to use characters who weren't Cloud, you know, and have the focus on not Cloud for a little bit. Um, yeah. Obviously, Cloud's awesome, great character, but it's really nice when you get to just do something a little different. And this game does a lot of things just a little different, which keeps it fresh. You know, like, it's pretty unusual that the main character is comatose 
for a section of the game or that the other main character is murdered only a third of the way through the game. You know, there's like a lot of things like that where it's like, well, shit. So that might be a good thing to touch on as I'm teasing you and edging you toward the good. Please edge me. (laughs) So you knew, unfortunately, unfortunately, that Aerith's death was coming up. Mm -hmm. And that was like the big major thing you knew about in Final Fantasy seven. Yeah. How do you feel about Cloud just being taken away from you? After that, I had no idea it was going to happen at all. I'm at the point in the game where the only spoilers I have are from Advent Children. So, okay, well, I know that in Advent Children, I think I remember seeing Red 13 for a second in that movie. I feel like he wasn't a huge part. I remember seeing Vincent for a couple of minutes. I can't guarantee you that they're alive, though, because I remember seeing Aerith in that movie, too. And she was obviously dead. So... I remember seeing most of the characters, but I feel like the main characters of the movie are just um, Cloud, really. He's pretty solo in it. Aside from Cloud, maybe the Kadaj character plays the second biggest role, but I don't remember his fucking deal at all. So, like, all I have is 15-year-old memories of a movie I saw maybe twice. That didn't make any sense to you at the time. That made no sense, and I had no impact on And, like, honestly, like, I was 15 when I watched it. I had no, like memory or like appreciation for what the movie was or wasn't so like at this point knowing that Aerith is dead there's not a lot for me to fall back on aside from the fact that the rest of the party is seemingly alive okay fine that really doesn't do much you don't expect the party to die usually in a video game like Aerith is pretty big outlier so I'm pretty lost in a great way where I finally feel like I'm at the point where I'm not expecting anything. I've met everyone I think that I know I'm going to meet. I'm not anticipating a character. I'm not anticipating a fight. I'm not anticipating an event. The only thing I can assume is that we stop Meteor, because it's not in Advent Children from what I remember. But Advent Children could take place in the last 20 minutes of this game, for all I know, right? Like, Sure, yeah. I assume that we stop Meteor, and that's basically the only thing i have left at this point just like you assumed that you'd stop the plate from falling and yeah man i think that's still probably the most jarring thing that's happened in this game for me because i had no context for it happening and it was incredibly traumatizing when it did happen so yeah that's still one of my favorite parts that we've gone through it's not my favorite part but it is up there and like oh yeah let's go yeah. i think nibelheim is still really high up there and cosmo canyon is still really high up there what's your favorite part that you and i have played through together like your favorite thing that you've watched me do so number one definitely the last cetera Um, I thought that was like easily the most powerful. (laughs) Is it because I sobbed like a little boy with a skin knee? (laughs) I mean, you have to, though. Of course. It's incredible. It's beautiful. Yeah. It was upsetting. It was heartbreaking. It was gorgeous. It's perfect. Yeah. So that was easily my favorite episode, at least. Nibbleheim is always going to be special to me. So good. So good. Just so fucking good. Yeah. It's what kicks off everything. Oh, yeah. I really liked the Athalna and Professor Gas stuff, too. Mm-hmm. That's sneaking its way up there as it becomes more and more relevant. Yeah. Um, the cutscene with Weapon was amazing, too. Like, that's been really cool. That's too. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot going on now that's really good. I'm very excited to see where we go next. But at this point, all I can guess, like, I know in the immediate future, like next week, we'll go to probably talk to Cloud and Tifa see how they're doing. And I, I suspect we'll go back to June and Harbor and be able to actually access the underwater reactor, but could be wrong. Yeah. We could be heading back to Midgar. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. I'm sure we'll get that. I would love to go back there. 
<laughs> All my best memories are from Midgar. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the problem with cloud and memories. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Who knows whose memories they are? Now that you've had some time to stew. Digest, if you will. Yeah. Now that you've had some time to stew and digest the previous episode, do you have any new thoughts on Cloud's deal, the whole situation in general? I think Cloud's current deal makes a lot of sense. He fell into the live stream and washed up elsewhere. And I think the doctor was very clear. Like, he has Mako overdose. Yeah. He might not come back. He probably will because of, you know, Advent Children. I don't know that, though. Like, who knows? Advent Children could be his Mako-fueled nightmare, right? So I think there's probably two things happening right now, right? So, like, the Mako poisoning has driven him probably pretty far into his own brain. And I think he's trying to wrestle with all of the good good we've gotten so far about like this person with dark hair who seemed to actually live through the Nibelheim incident. I said it was Zach, but I think in gameplay, they never actually give that person a name. Mm. Um, And the memories that are seemingly stolen from Tifa and others and placed into Cloud, um, I think he's probably pretty deep in his own head trying to untangle the spaghetti that is his memories and his life and really conquer what everyone's telling him because the thing that i've noticed is that everyone's telling him a whole lot of stuff and he's not thinking for himself and i think the turning point for cloud is going to be like i don't fucking care what tifa says i don't fucking care what sephiroth says i don't care what shinra says i'm my own person regardless so i think cloud's going to find himself in a way and that's really going to be the turning point in his character from pre live stream falling to post live stream falling I don't know that he's going to be entirely the same coming back out of this because he's gone through a lot. Aerith dying, him knowing that he can be controlled by Sephiroth, him being told in a way that he's a failed experiment of Hojo's that didn't even deserve a fucking number. And the fact that he begged for a number just to have meaning is still so haunting to me, like so fucked up and haunting. Yeah. I think there's a lot going on inside of his head. And I think it'd be really cool to navigate some of that as like part of the game. I'm really hoping we get to, but uh, I'm not sure that that's where the game is really going. I don't, it doesn't seem to me though, that he's just going to snap out of it and be a different person. It seems like we're going to have to peer into cloud's head and play through some scenarios that are running through his head to figure stuff out. Mm. And when he comes out, he's going to be a little bit different. He's come a long way from the first class soldier. I don't care what your names are. Right, exactly. It's interesting. Cloud's a great character. What other questions you got for me today? Anything? No, you got anything for me? Ask me any one thing and I'll answer it. How soon until we get Cloud back? I had my fingers crossed. You fucking idiot. Fuck. (laughs) I think with that, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the First Encounter podcast. If you want the journey to continue, why don't you hit us up on Twitter at 1STEncounterPod. You can email us at mail at firstencounterpodcast.com, or you can check out our website, firstencounterpodcast.com. Our intro and outro music is written and performed by Alden Zach. 